All right, going to talk about smartphones in the classroom once again. Of course, there's been this ongoing debate. Are they tools of distraction or are they tools of learning? Should we allow smartphones in our classrooms, in our kids' classrooms? Well, in a new experiment, teachers across the U.S. have actually asked their students to start uh, tallying all of the texts and social media notifications that they get during class, but don't respond to them. Whatever you do, do not respond to them. Try to pay attention to what's uh, going on uh, up front, what the teacher is uh, trying to relate to you. And they're saying that uh, a lot of, uh, well, anxiety ensued because of that. Social worker Gary Deerenfield is on the line, and he joins us now with more on this on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Gary, good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. Good to be with you, Jeff. All right, just uh, first off here, is this kind of just germane to to kids, or is this for all of us? I mean, when we've got text notifications or social media notifications that people are checking out our Instagram or something, don't we all kind of feel that uh, that need or that want to respond? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I do an experiment at my parenting workshops. I ask the parents to turn off their smartphone, Not, not just, you know, turn the ringer off, turn the smartphone off. And, you know, a minute later, I say, show of hands, how many of you actually didn't do it? And there's a large <laughs> percentage of parents who won't turn it off. And then we talk about why not. And then we talk about, you know, what was the fear, what was the worry? Then we, then we talk about those who did turn off your phone. Are you able to hear me? Are you able to concentrate? Or are you now anxious about your kids not getting in touch with you? Well, you know, this leads to my next question, which is, is this a bigger problem than we first thought? Because, again, we've debated for some time now whether or not a smartphone in a kid's hand is something that enhances learning or does it distract uh, from learning. But even if we put away the phones, we make them shut them off, put them away, there's so much anxiety about what is happening on the online world or in the online world that uh, they're still distracted regardless, it seems. Well, I I am a proponent of turning the phones off when you don't need them. And let me tell you, one of the times you don't need them is when you're going to bed. And so we have many kids these days where, you know, on top of that anxiety, they're suffering fatigue. And the fatigue is all about not wanting to miss that one message, that last message, that last tweet, that last uh, text. Uh, They feel, each person feels they have to be the one who responds last. Well, there's a setup to stay up all night. So, so that fatigue or that anxiety is also generated by fatigue and not being able to keep up. You know, if we want to make a difference in our kids' lives, it's actually the parent who has to take control. Uh, think of this as crack cocaine. People don't give it up that easily. The parent has to intervene, set some limits, boundaries, and expectations. You know, at what age and at what time do we get those smartphones out of the bedroom? Well, it's interesting you draw the parallel with uh, crack cocaine or a drug, uh, Gary, because it uh, seems to me you're right. Much like a drug, even if you get away from it, uh, there's, I guess, withdrawal symptoms, and there's people that, uh, you know, fight the, the need, uh, the craving for it, uh, sometimes uh, the rest of their lives. And, uh, you know, I'm just wondering uh, what this uh, study in the survey says, uh, not only for students, but for uh, all of us when it comes to uh, phones and whether or not uh, in the online world, whether or not we're ever truly going to be able to be in the moment uh, ever again. <laughs> uh, you and I, thank goodness, Jeff, we're in the moment. Uh, I'm pleased for that. And parents, if you want your child to be in the moment, if you want them to be present, you also have to set yourself forward as a role model. You come home from work and, you know, that could be morning, noon or night, uh, depending on your shift. 
I tell parents, as soon as you enter the house, shout out, kids, I'm home, and I've turned off my phone. Now, <laughs> they're going to think you're nuts, but that's a good kind of nuts, right? And, and then you hunt down your kid, you give them a kiss, and they're going to wonder, who is this person in my space? It's your mom or your dad. Yeah, uh, well, you're right, because we've lost that human interaction a lot of times. And, uh, you know, I think it used to be uh, the TV that we left uh, the family dinner table and everybody had their meal, uh, you know, on their own or watching a TV. Now that's been replaced uh, by the smartphone. Nobody can put that. I mean, they'll have that in one hand and their fork uh, in the other. And uh, again, uh, is there any like rules? Like, should uh, phones go away at uh, dinner time? Should you only have access to them for a certain amount of time when at home? Do you need to establish those kind of guidelines uh, at home? And hopefully, those will carry over into school and the rest of the uh, daily life. So, I'm just going to go check, check, check to everything that you said. That's the fast way of doing this. The Canadian Pediatric Society, I believe, today is coming out with a set of guidelines for screening time. For children, you've got to know that will be broken out by age. So, yeah, it's up to the parents to set those boundaries. When we do, as parents do, uh, set those boundaries, our kids are going to protest. They're going to say, no, no, and you're going to see an escalation in behavior. That escalation in behavior doesn't mean we're doing something wrong. It just means that the child doesn't want to voluntarily give up something they found pleasurable. But if we, you know, still stick to our guns, uh, put those limits and boundaries in, the child will come to learn, oh, my goodness, uh, the jig is up. I'm going to have to adjust to that. And every child will. They will, as long as we maintain the expectation. Yeah, and will they adjust to that when they realize that there's just as much pleasure and maybe even more so, uh, again, living in the moment that, uh, you know what, if you put that phone away and we go do soccer for a couple hours at night or, or do whatever, a uh, family activity, and we've had a great time, you're going to realize, uh, oh, I didn't really miss uh, the phone or the online world. Honest to goodness. And so, again, that falls on us, the parent or guardian, to keep those limits, boundaries, and expectations. And and to do so lovingly, we're not, well, I'm going to do this. You know, it's not from a draconian uh, power and control perspective. It's because I love you and I want to be closer to you as well. The kids won't even recognize you as parent. They won't. <laughs> who, who, where, where have you been before? How come you think you have this authority now? Uh, I don't recognize your authority. And say, well, don't worry about recognizing my authority. I, I still love you. And when they give you the pushback, don't get caught up. You can't talk to me that way. You say, oh, okay, there's some pushback. We'll, we'll get through this. I still love you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Gary, I was going to say, this even uh, applies to adults, because as we're talking here, uh, I'm thinking about uh, my interactions at work, and it's like, honestly, if you're on social media too much, you, you can't get away from your, your co-workers. I mean, it used to be one of the grand traditions is you'd arrive back at work after the weekend and hear about everybody's weekends, but now you know about it all because <laughs> it's all over Instagram, and I've actually had uh, co-workers say, didn't you see that on my Instagram? Did no, I was not busy. I was busy living my life instead of following yours. Yeah, no kidding. And so you look in their eyes Monday morning and say, tell me about it. How was it? And you make that personal connection. And with that, we start to feel valued uh, personally and interpersonally. Uh, it's no longer through a medium called this uh, device, but it's through the relationship. And typically, we all feel better when we have those kinds of uh, reciprocal uh, caring relationships. 
All right. Gary, interesting discussion. Thanks so much uh, for taking the time with us this afternoon. Great being with you, Jeff. All right. Talk soon. There's Gary Dierenfeld. He is a social worker.